Hi, this is Anna. Welcome to ReaderPod Podcast. As you can tell, I couldn't be more excited to speak with you. Thank you very much. It's a shame that our Wandering Women event couldn't happen and in-person events also being cancelled. So I've had a sad run, but hopefully with the next book. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, COVID intervened, but um, oh, next, has, next hasn't it? Years, so we'll, we'll hope, hopefully things get better from here. Thank you very much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. A pleasure. A pleasure. I really do want to know. I don't read thrillers, but I am a huge fan of yours they're like autobuys i just i love the characters i love the settings but are they thrillers do you do you think that you write thrillers yeah it's you know it's a weird thing like when i when i first started writing wimra i never really conceived of it as being a, a thriller or or even crime for that matter and you know to give a bit of context to that i'd never read a crime novel or mm. a thriller before i started writing so i had no no point of reference it was really just the the story that I I wanted to tell and I suppose it was drawn in part from my professional background because I worked in the justice system. Justice, yes. And my three older brothers all work um, or have worked in different capacities for Victoria Police. So I've I've kind of been always interested in crime and criminality, but not so much in in my reading, I suppose. And and I think you tend to write to your concerns, you know, and you, you write to try Absolutely. to make sense of the world in, mm-hmm. in, in some way. And that's what drives drives me to write. But um, you know, I, I never I never thought of uh, my first book as crime or a thriller. Um, and the same for the rip, probably even less so for the mm-hmm. others. You know? So it's I always kind of thought that I want to write the story that that I want to tell, that I'm interested in, that I would want to read. Mm-hmm. And anything that happens after that with where it gets categorized is really a, a matter for the publisher and for bookstores and I, and I totally get it you know because mm. like people they need to know where to go to find oh books. I have a secondhand bookshop you've got to have categories man you've got to yeah 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 that's it you know you've, you've got to um, be able to point people in the right direction and also you know it becomes you do to an extent become a bit of a brand I suppose that absolutely yeah what to expect when they pick up your work and I think that when people pick up my books they know perhaps they're not in, in for the easy journey like it's going to be absolutely not yes yeah so interesting now because I've probably read I've certainly read more crime and and thrillers uh since my my books have been published than I had before because I've read none Mm -hmm. um interesting and diverse genre you you can have all sorts of works you know ranging from that literary crime fiction Mm. to straight out you know heart pounding thriller so it's it's a fairly broad church I am any new to the thriller genre I only have really started seeking them out this year. Prior to that, yours were the only ones that I'd read, and they were only because my friend Adrian recommended it and said, "But I reckon this is one is one for you." Just stick to that trend, Anna. Only my books the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been disappointed, so thank you. <laughs> oh, I think the thing that your books do so well is the empathy um, for all of the characters, no matter what they've done or how undesirable they are. I guess in terms of the rib, you've got. The complete empathy for them. I, well, I love yeah, people well, and I'm, I can see that you do too, I 
think. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you feel that because you know I it's always about character for me. It's a, it's about yeah. character when I'm reading. You know, I I'm less focused on plot when I'm reading. I just want to be invested in in the characters and and mm, hear about them yeah. to some degree and be shown their complexity and their their light and shade. The undesirable characters like in Wimra with. Mm-hmm. Rock Ronnie, who's a despicable character, Steve in in The Rip and, you know, and and the father's perhaps a a more complex character in in the others. Those darker aspects to humanity fascinate me in a lot of ways and I think we, we all have those darker aspects to us in various forms and you know mm. there's really complex reasons why they don't come to the surface sometimes mm-hmm. we, we go well um i'm i should be a good person so I, I won't get angry at that person in traffic or whatever it might be you know and that really i'm not the person be. who yeah yeah so it's there's really yeah complex reasons why we kind of chart the path that we do and i think that a lot of that for me my interest in it boils down to that kind of deeper question about nature versus nurture and you know to, to what extent our early experiences shape us and our childhood experiences shape us and what we're we're exposed to and I think when I when I look across my three books and it's only really in hindsight that I see mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. that's a, a theme because you, you see it in in Wimra with Ben and Fab and what happens to them when they're young with Danny in the rip you know you kind of get just slivers of insight mm-hmm. into her, her past through yeah. the story but she's very determined you know not to make excuses excuses as she puts it she wants to like be absolutely and then in the others I think you see that kind of a, a quite deeper look at childhood trauma in a lot of ways and yeah. with what happens to Jacob and how that manifests too in his adult life later in the narrative so that's probably something which again parks back to professional background and, and I think you have a degree in criminal criminal justice criminal, criminal justice, justice. yeah yeah, so I, I did law straight out of high school, sorry, and dropped out of that and, and then did about half a dozen other courses and dropped out of all of them and amassed mm. a hex debt. And so in the end, yeah, I studied criminal justice, which I really loved. And, and a lot of it was looking at that kind of sociology around crime. And, and I suppose w- what interests me about it too is the way that kind of society constructs uh, what is good and bad behaviour and where the boundaries are. And, you know, a lot of that is... Um, through the criminal code and what's a crime and what isn't. Mm-hmm. There's also mm-hmm. those those kind of social pressures at play as well about what it is to be a good person versus not a good person. So it's just a really, I think, a fascinating area. And in the last 18 months or so with COVID and all the pressure that's been put on people, I think that we've kind of seen the way in which, you know, some of the structures that we take for granted aren't as perhaps as strong as what we thought and that people sometimes turn on each other really quickly and blame other people and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's a fascinating fascinating kind of area so um Mm. yeah I think I'm I'm always going to be writing into that that darker realm I would say oh well I hope you do these are fantastic and and this is only again something I really realize in hindsight like when I'm writing the book I wasn't thinking oh this is about you know my father oh wow yeah it's it's like when I yeah no I would say that it's probably more and I've had a few people suggest that to me and things 
you know, around schizophrenia, but also um, different personality disorders and, and whether mm. or not the mm. father experiencing those. I think that that is the case. I think the, the, the reason for me writing that character and, and writing about it actually goes back to someone I've never met, in fact, which is my, my paternal grandfather, so my, my father's father. So I'm not going to suggest he had a mental illness or anything like that. He sounds that. like a horrible man, though. I have heard you talking about him on the Words and Nerds podcast, and he sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Look, like my, my, my dad never spoke about him a great deal, but my, my dad grew up during the Second World War on this remote property. My grandfather was a, a really harsh complex character you know who was abusive as well mm -hmm. um abusive toward his wife abusive toward his kids uh, mm. violent alcoholic mm. womanizer mm. and my dad he couldn't get away fast enough studied to be a priest he went to a, a oh, college wow went there and then yeah yeah well and he he then you know shipped out to Australia to basically start a new life and mm -hmm. um and he never as I say he never talked much about his father but over the years kind of you glean details about what life was like and he didn't talk about it in in great depth but I came to realise that he had, you know, a really, really tough upbringing and I, I just had, I suppose, newfound respect for him for the way in which he then raised us and, and was really determined not to inflict the same things on us that, that happened to him. And I I think that that was one of, and, and this is only, again, something I really realise in hindsight, like when I'm writing the book, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is about, you know, my father. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's like when I look back on it and think why did I write this and I think mm -hmm. that that is really one of the driving forces and suppose you know we, we can have a really jaundiced view sometimes about how childhood experiences manifest in adulthood and I think we we often see and it plays out in the justice system because people yeah, of course in, it does. You know, yeah defendants have had terrible experiences and that's mm -hmm. often the case and often that does manifest in in adulthood but but not always and and I suppose that that question around you know to what extent these these traits are innate like our goodness as mm -hmm. people how much of that is in us and how much is socialized or taught mm -hmm. to us yeah nature versus really, nurture yeah. yeah 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 and it's a really it's an eternal yeah and it plays out all the time and I don't have kids but I I know like I've seen you know many friends and stuff they're really like they want to raise their kids in a particular way and they don't yeah. want to do the things that their parents did and all this sort of stuff no, so yeah like absolutely it plays out all the time and and yeah so I, I think that I, I don't really um I don't think that this book really answers that but it's it's just sort of asking oh it certainly question. makes you think about it though mm. <laughs> the character of Jacob in the others is just lovely I have never read a thriller with those cute little cartoon drawings in there I think it was such an interesting <laughs> way of, of telling the story it was so sweet <laughs> oh, his drawings are uh, so cute yeah, it was it was a weird sort of experience to write, but doing the writing it in this diary form, it just came pretty naturally. Like I thought, oh well, what would he do here? I oh, draw a picture, so I, I didn't draw the pictures at the time. I, I kind of just left space for them. Right. I looked forward to going back and doing the illustrations later on. I never thought that those illustrations would actually make it into the the finished book. I did it late at night. I was just like, yeah. oh, you know, he's drawing a um, goat now. So I'll draw a goat. And I was sort of in his mindset, though. Mm -hmm. So 
it was really look, looking back on it, it was probably good that I I didn't overthink it. I wasn't thinking, oh, what's this going to look like in a finished book? Will the publisher go for it or not? Like, I, yeah, I, just I, assuming that it wasn't going to make it into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> would have been the perfect have, way to. Yeah, absolutely, because you're sort of doing it without inhibition, I suppose, then or or second guessing so much. Yeah. You, you're very much experienced and and trying to make that seem as real as possible. But I think too that the illustrations are are interesting because they that point to some of the subtext, I guess, of, of the narrative too. And so mm-hmm. sometimes Jacob can't articulate what he's, mm-hmm. what he's feeling or what he's, yep. his concerns are or the, this growing concern about what's happening on the front. 100%, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Outside of it. So yeah. they're then kind of given meaning through these illustrations and then the, the reader can, I guess, draw their own inferences from that. Yeah, you feel like a little boy is telling you a story and he doesn't quite understand and what he's, he's actually telling you. He's yeah, yeah, that's A right. lovely narrator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> but the farm setting as well is so different from, so you've had um, like the city in the, the Rip and just suburbia in Wimmera and all different time slots as well. You just jump around everywhere. I know, I know. I don't think about setting really deeply. Like it, it's not front of mind when I, when I write a story. It's always character first. I can see that characters come first for yours. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird. Like setting, and I get asked a lot, like about, and particularly with with Wimra in in that kind of regional setting, um, but also yeah, with the others too. And actually, all my books, yeah, people are always asking about setting, and it's weird because I I don't think deeply about it. And when I'm in uh, the character's viewpoint, it comes quite naturally, like what I'm describing or what I'm seeing uh, th- through the character's eyes. And the sort mm-hmm. of and, and setting's interesting because you, I suppose, the things that the character is noticing, you want to show something about the character uh, yeah. in the sense that they're they're seeing that particular thing and not seeing other things. So that's that's where my interest in setting is. And you know, if you look back, kind of historically. Uh, like older novels if you're talking you know from early last century or late the century before you'd often get these really long descriptions of of setting and what was happening like if you read Anna Karenina or something like that you'll get this very lavish description of a palace in in Russia and it it, it makes sense really because uh, particularly at that time you know people didn't know what those things looked like when Mm. this book came out so yeah they weren't able to just google it no, no, that's right. That's right. So uh, I think probably the, the modern novel, and I'm pure speculation here, I'm not a, not a scholar on literary studies at all, but I think the modern novel probably has less description of setting. Perhaps older ones do because it, it is exactly that that people now through the internet know know yeah, what yeah. things most things look like um, and have an understanding of it. But yeah, you know, but then again, yeah, you know, if you look at the recent sort of trend in Australian crime fiction in particular, the rural setting is at the forefront. But I, I don't know if that's so much about. Well, it's partly about the place but it's also about the nature of small towns as well because small communities have, have very different dynamics than what city communities have and that's something I experienced like firsthand as well so I think that that's a factor in my writing but other crime writers too. Oh wow gosh that's so interesting to think about isn't it? So what you're obviously a reader as well as a writer 
I see heaps of books behind you. I was trying to see what type of books they are, but you can't really tell. But what type of books uh, do you read? Oh, man. I, I, I kind of, well, I read a lot of stuff that I get sent for, for endorsements and things like that. Absolutely. Which, so I, I, get, I do get a lot of crime and thrillers. I'd say my, geez, I don't know. Like I, it, I tend to read dark stuff. That's that's like definitely the case. I think mm-hmm. um, and one of my favourite authors is, and you may not have heard of him, uh, Willie Vlaughton, who's a, an American writer, and he kind of he writes about characters really on the margins of society. You know? Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, uh, fantastic. He's had about like half a dozen books come out, and he, he's he's terrific. He really writes about the down and out with great empathy and, and pathos, oh. and he's just he's a I have to make a point of finding him. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. He's great. great. What else do I like? Even like some of the non-fiction I've read. Like I love Helen Garner. I don't know if you read uh, This House of Grief. Yeah, which kind of I I know sort of divides some readers, but like I particularly here in Victoria, that case of Robert Farquharson and what happened with murdering boys and yeah, yeah, was like something which really captured the public's imagination and and horror um, when, (laughs) when it happened. So, yeah, she writes that story from the view of an outsider going into the courtroom. Yeah. Observing what's going on. And I suppose that for me it meshes probably two of my interests about the justice system and, and its machinations, but also... I wondered if you liked that. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. I like, enjoyed reading that. And she she writes about it with... Well, she almost sort of falls in love with the process. Yeah. Know? And even though she points to some of the, the failings of it... And the difficulties with it, there's a real theatrical quality to the way that courtrooms operate and the way legal cases operate. And I think that that's always interesting, you know. So I don't tend to read very many light-hearted books, I suppose. It tends to push into that, that dark. I can't world. see no, any romantic comedies back there, no. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, in, in terms of, like, crime writing, like Australian crime writing, I think like there's some so many fantastic writers. And one who I think is one of the very best is uh, Gary Disher. I think he is a, a terrific writer and he just delivers book after book to an incredibly mm. high standard. Yeah, and, he's got a million, doesn't he? He's Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a, I can't remember if it's like 56 books or something that he's yeah. published. But they all I, seem to be as popular as each other. Like there's not one standout or anything. They just they do really well, yeah. yeah. And and even like Michael Robotham as well. He's like just I, I just am in awe of those writers who can get up there every year or two and pull out these incredible books. Well, I think you put yourself in the same category. How many have you had? Three in four Three. years? Yeah, oh, since uh, Wimmer came out 2017. So, yeah, right. four years, yeah. Yeah. But maybe I'm, I'm not going badly. That, that, could, that could be the last one. Ah, <laughs> get out. <laughs> I'd be awfully surprised. What are you working on at the moment? I've, I'm kind of loath to talk oh. about like my works in progress. I'm always um, a bit superstitious about it. Like I, I had a manuscript I was working on a few years ago where I talked to a few friends about like this idea and how great, I'm really excited about it. And it was kind of oh. like the more I spoke about it, the more it evaporated. You yeah. know? So I, I just, and it is superstition, but I, I, I kind of wait until... I suppose um, I feel like it's almost done, like when I've nearly finished it and then I feel feel comfortable talking about it. But for, for the moment... And you have to promote it, I guess, as well, so you're forced into telling people. But that, 
that's right. That's right. We will just wait with bated breath then. (laughs) Yes. Well, and at that point, I have to talk to my publisher about it too. So we'll wait till till that happens. I think. Oh, exciting times. Hopefully, you know, uh, in the next eighteen months, two years, I'll be able to come to a real event up there. So it's all well. Absolutely welcome every time. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we so had a great discussion with the others for book club. I think um, your books in particular make great book club books. There's oh, so yeah. much to talk about. There's so much to think about. There's so many issues that are raised that obviously aren't all resolved in the novels, but they're all the better for thinking about anyway. Uh, I think you do oh, great, great books. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Anna. you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm Thank you. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe. See you next time on Read a Pod Podcast.